I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. So, did you know that what you think will manifest itself? You probably did. I mean, you listen to The Real Brian Show after all, so that means you're smart, uh, intelligent. That's redundant, but I don't care. I'm going to say it again. Beautiful. Yes, I am. You're, you're beautiful. You're incredible. I know. You're stunning. Man. Just plain awesome. Oh, <laughs> and did I mention Guinness and Gouda bread? No. Oh, well. Let's rock it then. So Guinness and Gouda bread. I'm the real Brian. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> and I, I'm the Night Fox. <laughs> Hello, Night Fox. <laughs> I, I'm Nero Fox. Here's, here's our inside I'm, joke I'm Nero for Fox. the day. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, Guinness and Gouda bread, man. But you don't drink alcohol. No, so it's boiled out because it's, you know, the alcohol is boiled out. doesn't matter. Out. You're still drinking it. Nah, it's different, though. It, it's cooked out. I don't like the alcoholic effect. I knew you liked beer. So here's the deal. You take the bread, you soak it in the Guinness, they cook with it, you know, and then they take these giant chunks, these rounds of smoked Gouda and bake it within this massive loaf of bread. That sounds delicious. Did you make some? Is it ready? No, it's over at at our our friendly neighborhood, Great Harvest. Um, But they only do it during October, which means we should go now, but it's only on Thursdays. Well, so we missed it. Maybe we could order it for next week. What do you think? Let's let's pause the episode. We'll be back in a little bit. We're going to go grab some Gouda bread. We'll go wait in line. Yeah. And then... Wait in line until next Thursday? Yeah, and then we'll talk but about But what do you this. think about that for our Harry Potter episode next week? Like bringing the Guinness and the Gouda Guinness over? Guinness and Gouda bread yeah. with butter beer and candies Harry and Potter pumpkin candies. spice mocha lattes. Yeah. Mocha chocolate. Oh, pumpkin spice yeah. mochas. <laughs> you know, the reason I'm doing the mocha, though, is because we melt chocolate versus a latte has no chocolate which is i don't know i, I think you the can't chocolate- go wrong with melting chocolate see i don't sweeten anything the thing about this pumpkin spice mocha recipe the only sweetener is the chocolate versus like you know you go to starbucks and they're gonna pump you know you full syrup, of high fructose corn nastiness syrup, flavored pumpkin artificially flavored yes yeah, so you can get your psls yeah <laughs> I, I go for like we'll see you know sheer terror is bringing over Father Terror's, you know, haunted Father Terror, <laughs> haunted pumpkin patch pumpkins. You know that he he has like sixty to it's something like sixty to hundred pound pumpkins that he grows. What? And you know he has some that you cut up and cook with. And so she's gonna bring over some actual pumpkin. I'm gonna have her her dad make me a hybrid that I can hide in a hybrid pumpkin. Grow one big enough, like a five hundred pounder. Cut the top off. And fit inside this thing. So it's like a snow fort, except to be a pumpkin fort. Yes. That'd be amazing. The only crappy part is that it's eventually going to rot and get nasty. Not if you like. We could spray it, in, it with uh, glaze. and. Well, I was going to say with formaldehyde. So that would work. You know, I've heard that if you drink Does formaldehyde, it on? preserves you. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't, it's a total lie. I'm kidding. I don't even know where I get my hands on some formaldehyde. If you drink it, it will kill you. So just, just. Well, I'm sure. But it will preserve you. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll just be dead. Yeah. But preserved. We'd go to a, a, a mortuary. Yeah. Here's some candy. 
Give me some formaldehyde. I'm gonna embalms you. Oh, that's right. That's right. In my cellar. Mm-hmm. No, oh. no. How about lemon pledge <laughs> instead? <laughs> uh, oh boy. We had to get that out. We haven't done that in a long time. I know. I know. Hello, but, people. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. CSU basketball starts in two weeks, man. Does it? College ball is better than well, dare I say better than the NBA because they play like they there's mean more it. heart. Yes. In college and games less than there is playing professional less monetary you You're know playing incentives. for money when it's professional yeah you lose your heart and soul in the game some do some most but you're playing college these guys are playing to get into the nfl so they're playing it like they mean it yeah. or the nba or the That's pgl good. yeah or the aha aha american heart association <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah everybody wants to be a part of the american heart That's association right. because coconut oil is bad uh-huh yeah so what if you played for pro coconut oil I'm Wait, so lost. I'm so lost too. I don't even know what's going on. Okay. You know how everybody has like a Broncos jersey around here? Yes. I have um, a uh, black and orange Halloween edition. Oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. I have always wanted a jersey for my team. You know, when I was a Suns fan, I wanted a Suns jersey. Phoenix Suns. Who basketball. Uh, I don't know them. Uh, really? They don't start with Denver. Well, that's okay. This was back when I lived in Phoenix. <laughs> now, Denver Nuggets, I would cheer for, except I mean, are they even playing anymore? Well, yeah. They're usually like the worst team in the NBA all the time. So like nobody knows anything about Yeah, but about you know them. what? Our baseball has been horrible too until as of late. And a true fan roots when you're losing. A true fan roots no matter what. Exactly. But I'm a CSU fan because I went to CSU. As am I. And so I look at it from the standpoint of that. I, I go to CSU it. as well. Do you? Now? Yes. All right. But you're going to come to the games with us. Not Colorado State University. What is it? It's columbia southern university oh well psh. i'm a knight well i'm a ram so i I've always, wanted to, ram get, always wanted to get a jersey i finally got one finally Did after you? all these years it's a csu jersey and it's a throwback so it's the orange aggie because they do orange out once in a while yep so uh, i'm gonna be wearing it to the games oh yeah For all of you that don't know what an aggie is brian will explain what an aggie is <laughs> it's, it's a rare animal found in antarctica you're ridiculous i have to, Aggie is, uh, it was for the agricultural, because that's back when CSU was a, it's kind of an agricultural college only, and so they were the Aggies for agricultural. Yeah. That's what it was, man. And then they decided Worst to go to Ramscot ever. I don't even know what it is. An Aggie is like a, is that like a farmer? Would that be a hillbilly? I think it's one of them farmers. One of them guys standing out there with pitchfork. Man, you want to come on and get some pumpkin? Hey, old Joe, y'all go down there and get yourself some of your breakfast there down there by the lake. Yo. I got some prize winning pumpkin over here. Oh, yeah. If you want to come over and get some. Mm. <laughs> Until, dude, there's this new store in uh, northern Colorado. Have you, have you heard of it and seen it? Shields? Yeah. You know what I'm talking I about? I live like right down the road from it. So have you been there though? No. Oh my. Not going. Why? Waste of time. It's a spectacle. I'm sure it is. It's like a cross between Cabela's and a mall. It's stupid. It's insane. I got to say they have a freaking Ferris wheel. I inside. know they do, and I'll never ride it. You got never go, let my kids ride it either. You just got to go look at no. it. Though. It's a, it's an experience. I no. got to tell you that, man, because then I'm going to want to buy money or well, buy no, money. Go I'm going to want to spend money and leave buy your, their crap. Leave your wallet and credit cards and everything like in the car and just go in and look around and walk out. Don't buy anything. I heard <laughs> they they tried bringing back the feel of like an 80s mall. You got uh, okay, two yeah. floors. Yeah. Everything's inside. The only thing they're missing is a food court. They have food. Some kind of a bakery. It's a gut bus. That has like Starbucks right and all kinds door. of new stuff. There's an <laughs> Italian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like three different food establishments. We'll call hey, them yo, tacos. 
Non, non. Non, mon lemon pledge. You want lemon pledge on your taco? That's, that, see, that's the idea that I had. Well, I mean, you, you lemon on tacos is good. Not lemon pledge. Well, it's got a pretty good kick. Is you it, ever sprayed it on your tongue? For my, have you? No. I'm well, just well, I haven't you. either. No. I don't have any plans to. Okay, well, that's good. Is there formaldehyde in it? I, great question. We should go get some lemon pledge and try it. Let's Google it. Spray it on our tongue and be like, GTS. how do we feel? Google GTS. that stuff. That's exactly what GTS <laughs> means. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, it does. Hey, so uh, do you have any nice version? Do you have any cool fall traditions at all? Anything? Yeah, I like to watch my wife carve pumpkins because I hate carving pumpkins. <laughs> Is it because it's messy and all sticky? And no, I just, there are some things that I, I enjoy that are time consuming. And then there's other things like gaming that I really, yeah. Yeah. There's other things that I really hate that are time consuming and very tedious. And that's like carving pumpkins, carving pumpkins. I wow. hate carving pumpkins. Interesting. But, I hate it. Do you enjoy watching somebody carve pumpkins? No, and do you, really? So you just said you enjoy watching your wife carve pumpkins because I don't have to like I like looking back every now and then when she's sitting at the table ah, carving pumpkins and I'm you, like <laughs> and you, she laughs and goes why are you laughing at me and I say because you're carving pumpkins and I'm not do you enjoy I'm sitting over here eating M&Ms watching the Orville do you enjoy the uh, finished product I guess do you care not really do you like fall at all I love fall I like decorating for Halloween yeah I like setting stuff up, but I don't really care about the pumpkins. I think they're such a waste of money, for one. How much money <laughs> are people charging for pumpkins around here? Well, so 15 gr- freaking dollars for a own. stupid pumpkin. I don't have a garden. Well, I know. Neither do I, but yeah. And, and, and it's not like I'm complaining that I have to go pay this amount for pumpkins because I don't really even care. I don't like them. So here's the thing, though. For people like them, though, $15, it, you're not buying a thing. You're buying an experience. But I've already experienced it before, and I hate it. Well, I, so I know that some people. So do screw hate that it. experience. <laughs> I'll keep my fifteen dollars. I'll go to Starbucks and get a PSL. So you know what's funny is that we actually went to a pumpkin carving party over the weekend, and we chose not to carve pumpkins Good because for you. because you guys are adults. Well, we did it last year, and okay. I enjoyed it. But I'm one of those kind of OCD perfectionistic type personalities. So I'm sitting there with the really detailed tool and I'm doing this ridiculously hard, super detailed and ornate pumpkin carving, which by the way was amazing, but it took me like over an hour. And by the end I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is a lot of work. You're exhausted. Everybody's like, hurry up. I'm like, you can't rush perfection people. I mean, look at me. Do you want to know what I do? If I carve a pumpkin triangle eyes with the smile and and the little triangle tooth (laughs) and that's it. Something that takes me five minutes yeah. I'll leave the guts inside the I don't, stupid thing. I don't like the mess. I don't like sticky stuff on my hands, period. I do like, enjoy pumpkin seeds. Yes. Now that, so here's the thing. When it comes to eating pumpkin, it's totally worth it. I love the flavor. I love the seeds. Sarah will, you know, sometimes put them in an oven and like spice them. Oh, it smells yes. good. It tastes good. They're yeah. so good for you. And we do salt and pepper and olive oil on the, on the seeds. On the seeds. Put some garlic Get on them. Get them nice and crusty. You can put all kinds of great. Crusty. Even, crispy. Crusty. Yes. <laughs> now, do you enjoy the fall leaves? And all those wonderful things. I think they're pretty until they fall off the tree and then they become a problem because you got to clean everything up. Well, and people, you know, trying to sleep under the leaves in your yard. That's bad. (laughs) Well, (laughs) luckily we just moved into a a house a year ago with it being a brand new house. There's no landscaping around. So I don't have these big old massive redwoods that you have over here. I've got a tree that stands like 12 feet tall and the leaves on it are about the size of peas. 
you know, when we were in our house, we purposely did not have a tree on our property because everybody else had them around us. And so we had the shade and the trees, but we decided, nope, we don't have to rake anything. Yeah. But here I don't have to touch, touch it, man. Yeah. We've got redwoods and sequoias and I think tree beard is out there. There's a big end right that happens there. every other day, you know? So it's, uh, man, this is, this is like the giant forest. Drag a trash can out every Sunday night. Yeah. Or bring it back in when the wind starts blowing. Did you get blown? Like, did you see the cars getting like thrown across the, the roads and well, children that's what flying y'all get for, for driving cars that don't weigh anything more I'm, than 20 I'm, pounds? I'm talking about the wind we had the other day. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I could lean. It was like an Ermacurd. I could. <laughs> Ermacurd, look at that wind. <laughs> it was like, I swear, like, we get hurt. We get like a, what do you call them? Class one to class two hurricane, hurricane force, force winds. winds periodically here in Colorado. That was crazy. That was stronger yeah. than a class one or class two hurricane wind. Yeah. That was 85 mile an hour wind. Yeah. At least where I live. I actually lean now like trees because of all the wind. It's you got really, a permanent lean. Yeah. And like the leaves grow on my back versus on my, my face leaves grow on your face. Wait, what? Huh? What are you talking about? I, <laughs> I'm so confused. You throw right me now. off so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's do this then. Uh, you know what you think? Let me, let me jump into this one. All right. We're getting deep. What you think it's manifests itself now. It manifests itself, right? So if I think that leaves grow on my face, they will Eventually, actually start, leaves are going to start growing yeah, on your face. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's not it. No. That, like if I think I can fly and I jump off a roof, I probably no. will still hurt myself. You could figure out a way to fly. I yeah, think you true. can manifest the okay. right engineering devices to make yourself fly. Do you remember Knight Rider? Yes. Classic 1980s show. That car that would talk. Yeah. And he used to wear that watch. And I remember when I was a kid, I'd be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to invent a device. I'm going to invent a watch where you can talk to people on it. Now, granted, I'm not a scientist, so I never did. But I believed as a kid that it would become possible sometime in my lifetime. And it did. Apple iWatch just announced not even a month ago or maybe a month ago that now you can talk on your watch without your phone now. It is full reality. Knight Rider has come to truth. Well, the watch anyway, the talking car, not so much. Sarah and I have been having some interesting discussions lately on the idea of, you know, like what we think can and usually does become reality. And obviously within like physics, real realism, whatever you want to call sure. it. And, you know, you, we've talked about this on the show. I've talked about on the show, the idea of circumstances, of course, Whew, thus I thought we'll, you were going to say something else. Circum- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circumstances thus dominate reality. So what's the balance? Because part of what I like talking about here on the show is, is getting real. Obviously, it's the real, of course, brand show. And so the idea that, you know what? Life can suck sometimes. Circumstances do suck. I know you're going through some stuff right now, which, you know, we can chat on. I think acknowledging circumstances is a good thing. There's people, there's this school of thought that it's like, okay, all this crap's going on and you take the mental approach to, oh, everything's fine. I mean, look at the sun shining and the leaves are changing. Dropping. Everything's perfect. And so you sweep it under the rug and... Eventually, it starts to rot. Exactly. So I think acknowledging them is a very, very healthy and important thing. But then don't let them dominate you. And I've been, you know, hearing a lot of stuff recently about, okay, you need to sort of imagine it and think it first, and then it can manifest itself into reality. And then I've been hearing this even with, um, you know, a lot of the, the medical side of things that we can actually manifest sickness on our bodies. We yeah. can actually manifest health. Absolutely. It's very interesting. I fully agree with you on that. The human body is a very crazy, complex thing. Yeah. 
So I fully agree with you on that. When you say you can, uh, you can manifest a sickness. I, I totally get that. And I've seen it happen. But I know you can manifest a mental sickness. Absolutely. I mean, even, even as a, so for example, maybe not as, as far on as a true mental sickness, but depression like schizo is bad. Johnny boy that's standing behind me yelling in my ear right now. Yeah. Who's that? Hey, get away from him. You can't see yeah. him right now. Shh. Don't worry, Johnny. He can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> He's invisible. <laughs> that's right. But uh, I mean, I mean, how many people are, are, are discouraged, depressed, despaired, whatever. I mean, it's constantly going on. Yeah. And we manifest that, right? Yes. It also doesn't help that we've got major pharma that's helping mm. with that as well. You get where I'm going. Oh, yeah. So here are a couple of interesting quotes that I just recently read. What you sow in thought, either useful or useless, manifests itself sooner or later in your circumstances. Uh, because your thoughts directly or indirectly produce your circumstances, monitor them closely. Like the more that you claim your troubles as permanent fixtures, the less you enjoy life today. So, you know, you got to be fully alive in that current moment. And I heard a great question recently, too, is are you willing to be happy for the rest of your life? And I mean, the key word there is for the rest of your life, like forever, regardless of the circumstances. So it's a choice right now. Are you are you actually willing to be happy regardless of the circumstances for the rest of your life? Make the decision now. Absolutely. See, and that's a that's a powerful decision, because if you can make that decision now, then whatever storms come, you're going to you're going to get through them. They're going to pass. It's not going to be easy necessarily, but it's, yeah, it's so it's a choice, not a reaction. You know, Star Vixen likes to live by a certain quote that she ended up getting tattooed on her mm. uh, after the loss of a, a very close uh, relative, but it, it says this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. I think it helps sometimes to be able to see it and realize that you're not rock bottom. This, this will pass over. Things will, will get better. They'll change. And even if you are rock bottom, there's only one way and you're going up and it's crazy that we even bring that up after I, I watched a probably a, a 10 minute video today. And it was, it was of a guy who was valedictorian for his graduating college class. He was going on his fourth degree and went on wow. to talk about how he had learned the greatest lesson in life from a third grade dropout who <laughs> was his father. Interesting. And when you're at rock bottom, you've got that decision and rock bottom may be the very bottom but it is one great spot to build on that foundation because you're torn down so much. You can decide what you're going to do from here. You can decide your future. And after his wife dies from breast cancer and he's got two young sons that he's got to raise, he's at rock bottom. And what does he do after he listened to his dad again, say, keep going, stand up, don't stop. There is an end to the circumstances that we create. There is an end to the manifestation of the negativity that we create, mm-hmm. but we have to choose that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I look back at a lot of the stories of my life and and there were certain scenarios that stood out in memory, which I find interesting because like back in, uh, I guess it was high school, college area. I worked for a, a retail store in the mall. I remember that they would, every month the boss would always be like, you know, I don't know if we're going to hit quota. We've got to hit our monthly quota, you know, or we're going to have some problems. I don't know if we're going to, she'd always be, I don't know. I don't know. And of course I'm a little cocky high schooler or, or college student and all that, you know? So I'm like, I'll hit it. And everyone's like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I'll hit it. Trust me. I'll hit it. I'm going to do it. And I always did. Was I better than those people? No, probably not. But you believed in yourself. Yeah. It was complete confidence. And in fact, I was talking to uh, positive entropy about this and he, he's kind of the same way right now. Well, he'll go do anything. And everyone's like, how do you do that? 
we came up with three words. And of course, it's alliteration. We like alliteration here. And I loved this. This is something that I'm going to cling on to personally. Curiosity. You've got to be curious. You've got to be out learning new things. You've got to be curious about things around you. Competence, which means, you know, you still have to have a level of skill. And in our case, like one of the things I've been challenged with is master your craft as a podcaster, as a broadcaster. And, you know, what they say is you're good now, but imagine what you could be if you keep mastering it. Sure. So I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm nothing now compared to what I could be. Right. So that's competence, regardless of what you're, you're doing. And then the last thing is confidence. If you have that unwavering confidence, you're going to succeed no matter what. Even if you fail, you're still going to succeed because you're going to learn from that failure and move on and you're going to consistently persevere. Every single successful thing that I've ever done in my life has been done out of pure, unwavering confidence. And yes, the curiosity and the competence. And then if I look back at the failures, it's because I didn't have confidence. And it was something I realized recently and I just went, wow. Okay, then. So there you go. What's You've got your, a, what you think manifests. And, and what's your thought on risk? I fully believe in, in risks that are, I would say healthy risks. Let's call them healthy risks because a healthy risk can be huge, but an unhealthy risk can be detrimental. So How do I don't, you know if it's unhealthy? That's a great question. I think it How could you really determine whether or not it was unhealthy? I'm canceling certain things that I follow on social media, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find more of those positive things because there is so much negativity. Oh my that gosh. It was great. I got off Facebook for a week and a half. You're a new man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I tell you, it. there was a renewed sense of the actual purpose of the day. Yeah. Not waking up and looking at Facebook. I'll admit it. I had a... An addiction, yeah. yeah, to Facebook. And I got off it for a week and a half, and it was so nice because I was able to get up and not entangle myself in all the spoiled crap that's going on in the world and completely destroy my day. Now I'm back on Facebook. I think it was stupid for me to reactivate my account. But the main thing I want out of it is is positivity and and really the whole point of me ever getting Facebook was so I could communicate with family and friends. Sure. Distance. You know. That's what Slack's for or something like that. True. And yeah. you know what? I'd be perfectly happy getting rid of it. But I've started to unfollow certain groups or certain people and I'm trying to focus more on finding these these positive things and even if it doesn't do anything for anybody else, posting something every day that is positive, mm-hmm. whether it is a, a two minute or a five minute, you know, short little video that's giving some kind of positive reinforcement to your day or good, you know, you're doing it. You're sitting on the toilet. Why not watch this for a couple minutes? <laughs> yeah. You're already wasting part of your day in the morning, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. If you can take a couple minutes and watch a video that I'm going to put out because I think it's got a positive vibe to it, then you know, I hope it helps you like it helps me. You know what? I think you just answered my question when it comes to social media because I've been having a very similar question. I was, again, I was an early adopter to Facebook right after it went public beyond the the college student phase. Dude, Facebook today versus what it was back then, it, it's a completely different yes, platform. Yes, and, and I don't like what it is today. It's just an, it's, it's an, it's a spot for everybody to advertise their own agenda. Yep. And it's a way for them to make money. What it used to be was amazing. That's, yeah. That's, Facebook wants you to pay to have them advertise you or your story or what you're trying to push so everybody can see it. I was talking to a friend of mine who worked with government and also nonprofits and he did all of their, well, he was part of their social media with a lot of the marketing. And he said, there is no benefit anymore to being on social media with a business 
unless you are paying to advertise when right. it comes to Facebook. And he said, so you, yes, you have to create great content. People want it, but you have to advertise it or else it won't get seen. Now, once you've advertised it, then social media can be great. If you have that following, if you have that connection on Facebook, then it's fine. But in the, in the initial stages, it's not even, it's not easy to play anymore. Everybody, like you said, getting into their whole agendas and their negative posts and their anger posts and everybody's pissed off at the world or they're posting, look how awesome I am. Look how perfect I am. Granted, I'm starting to see less of that now. I'm starting to see people be a little bit more real on Facebook, which I do appreciate. I've asked myself this question so many times, like the reason I am not more active on Facebook, which I know everybody's like, why aren't you more active, Brian? Because I don't have a desire to be. I have no drive to be because I don't want to post how awesome I am and how, you know, perfect my life is. Or if I'm having a bad day, nobody cares. Well, so who do I go to? Well, not on Facebook because nobody cares. So then I thought, what do I do with Facebook? I think you've hit it. If we were to post a daily thing on our, on our page or, you know, even in the real Brian show group and everything, that's just, here's a positive thing, video quote, article I read, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and maybe it's funny too. It could be absolutely pure humor, but it still lifts you up. It's something that's not negative. Yes. I think, I think honestly, you are absolutely correct that if you do that on a daily basis, it's getting well, us into the habit. You know that, honestly, that's what I want to use it for. goes back to, here's a crappy circumstance. Let's acknowledge it. And then let's find, you know, a solution or even uh, some kind of a response to it that we can move forward and then do it. Like, like we said here, think, so that it manifests, think positively so that it manifests itself into actually healthy, positive life. Yes. I truly believe that that's something that I've really been personally, uh, I I'll, I'll call it struggling with on and off is bad circumstances get the best of me. And I think negatively. And then I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. And well, what does it do? It actually becomes reality every time. And and it's really hard to, th- and again, I don't want people to think positively out of like, well, I'm just going to force this happy thought when you're in a pissy mood, you know? So sometimes I hate you need- coming to work, but I'm going to come in with a smile and fake it every day. Yeah. And I'm going to wear a smiley face on my shirt. Oh my God. I'm going to have a cup of joy in my hands. But seriously, it's like, you know what? That's another thing I just heard. We need to be less serious and we need to be more sincere. And Absolutely. I was like, oh, I love that. Sincerity is awesome. So I'm going to stop saying seriously, or if I do, you got to correct me. And then I'm going to start saying sincerely. Seriously? <laughs> Apparently, I didn't know this, but when you become more serious, it kills creativity, it kills like ingenuity, and it kills like all of the great things because seriousness is actually not that good, but sincerity is. And I've been around a lot of serious people, and let me tell you, it's like talking about to the seriousness dead, man. with sincerity. Uh, how about sincerity with humor and joy and laughter and I'm all for that frivolity. I'm all for that. We'll just have a day of frivolity. So and Woo! so here's something we were talking about the other day. Yeah creating our own oasis yes yeah bring it come on bring it let's talk this well exciting. this was more of of your foundation you i think you had more of the idea than i did i know i had mentioned hey i just want to disappear go live somewhere on an island in where the it's south pacific in the south i don't yeah. care in the south pacific <laughs> <laughs> somewhere is planned out somewhere that's <laughs> sunshiny and bright always happy and I'd, I'd pay to have my food brought into me that I could cook, you know, living free of the chains of society. You and I had just divulged and went deep into this conversation of how we want to create our own little utopia. Yeah. 
Okay, I told you this story, but I'll share it on the show, and I've I've sort of shared it. Mike Rowe. Dirty Jobs. Yeah, he's a famous guy. He has uh, a podcast. I've only listened to it a couple times, but of course, totally, this was awesome. But you know how much I'm a Star Trek fan. He did something, uh, and he didn't tell you what it was about, but he just said this really cool title, and I thought, I'm going to listen. I don't have never heard of Mike Rowe. I mean, you never heard his stuff anyway. I'm going to listen to his episode. It was like seven minutes long. He goes in to talk about this dude who was in one of the wars and he saw, you know, horrors and atrocities across the world. And he came back and he said, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to make this place better. And this was back in the 60s, 50s, 60s, somewhere in there. So he goes and works for the police in L.A., does that for seven years. You know, he's pulling people off the street. He's helping them. He's trying to get them to change. He's going to make the world a better place. One criminal at a time finds out after seven years, most of them wouldn't change. Some did. You know, obviously everybody has a chance. Most of them wouldn't change. Every bit of his work felt like it was just rearresting. Yeah, not making much of a difference. Yeah. And he got really discouraged and he said, Man, I wish I could just create a utopia. This is what the world should be like in a perfect world. So I'm going to create it. And thus Star Trek was born. And I love that story simply because it's like, Sometimes you can't fix stupid. We've talked about this. I mean, how many times do you want to go out? I mean, I, I, oh my gosh, I've had so many experiences recently of people doing malicious things, which I mean, that's bad, right? I, I, in fact, and I'm not going to go into details here because I don't want to bring anyone out on this one, but I've been hearing some interesting stories of, of victims of sexual abuse. That is not okay. People, right? I have a problem with that, but then there's just stupid completely self-absorbed things that people do. And this happens all the time. Most of the people I know, including myself, we do. We are what, what it does. Suzanne Miller say we are in the habit of self preoccupation. Yes. We're not maliciously intending to hurt somebody else with our selfishness, but we cannot get out of our own selfish little bubble because we're too absorbed with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, you cannot, and I've tried this. I've tried to encourage people. I've tried to help people because I know what they're doing is hurting themselves and others around them. But if they don't want to hear it, there is nothing I can do. And unfortunately, it has taken most of my life to realize that fact. And I have beaten myself over the head so many times trying to help people. And I've failed every time because people don't want to hear it. There's nothing you can do. So then you go, well, is there something because we want something better? I can't go to somebody on Facebook and say, man, you're negative. They're going to unfriend me. So didn't, who cares? Didn't fix anything, right? But can we create You know what it something? does fix, though? It fixes the immediate issue that you're having. Yeah, exactly. They walk away. Yeah. That's fine. Let them walk away. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with that either. I'm a very true believer in, in being honest. And if it takes being blunt to let the honesty shine, then so be it. Yeah. What I came to the idea was, is can we do what Gene Roddenberry did? Can we, can we create some type of that utopia, that oasis, that idea of nothing's perfect? No. But it's an idea. It, let me put it this way. Forget ideal. It's a healthy place. Yeah. I, I think I think a healthy place is when people make mistakes and other people come around and give them grace and then you learn from them. That's healthy. So it's not being perfect, but it's the idea of a healthy, positive place. That's what we've tried to do with the show here. I've tried to create that culture locally. People yeah. don't want to change. No. And they get off on the negativity. Yes. Yeah. You're addicted to it. Again, I'll bring up Facebook. So many people strive to get on Facebook and find the issues that other people are having in their lives to comment on it and to continue to, to make the negative situation even worse. If your life is boring and you get a rise out of something negative that you're going to put your, Oh, I'm going to throw my opinion down. I don't care if it hurts anyone or not, dude, you have purpose now, but it's not good purpose, but it's, it's you have purpose. Yeah. 
What do we do about it? You can start by making positive changes. So if we start posting positive things on a daily basis, make it a habit. You know what? A little bit of light can shine a very far distance. If it's something that you can continuously do on a daily basis, I think it will have it'll have a good effect. I agree. Even if it's one person that you affect, one person, you're still making a positive impact. If I had the resources, I would turn this show into a daily show, like a Monday through Friday show. Uh, we'd still do our normal Friday episodes, but Monday through Thursday would be short. And we're talking like five minute episodes of just sharing something positive, maybe even having guests on that share something positive too, like contributions. Of course, we want to encourage everybody that listens, but also as a habit for myself to focus on that on a daily basis. But it takes time. It takes money. Of course. And it's just not, unfortunately, not in a place I can do it right now. Who's got a million dollars? That they can send <laughs> it doesn't even way. take that. It just takes more than what I have. It so does I'd, too. I'd like a oh, million yeah, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, wow. Oh, come if, on. If we think we will have a million yes. dollars, it will manifest. Have to itself, manifest right? it, right? Is that how it works? So why don't we create an oasis here? Why don't we, we say, hey, you know what? It's not just a show. It's a community. It's a family. It's a place for people to hang out and feel safe and healthy. And part of that involves we've got to get together and hang out. We got to do it. I mean, I'm excited because next week, Green Butterfly is going to be on the show because mm-hmm. we're going to nerd out about Harry Potter and Sheer Terror is coming back. We are going to freaking nerd out next week with, about Harry Potter. With Papa Terror stuff. Yeah. You know, today we're talking about what you think manifests itself. This is real life stuff. This helps you become a better person. Helps me to become a better person anyway. And we're going to nerd about Harry Potter. That makes me a better person. Some people I don't, don't know about get you. It. Everything makes you a better person. No. On the show, it does. On the show. Well... <laughs> Like maybe 90, 95% makes you. Has there ever been something that we've talked about here on the real Brian show that has never made somebody a better person? Maybe not everybody every time, but someone at some time. Uh, Well, I, the answer is no. That's me (laughs) confidently unwavering confidence saying, heck yes, sir. Heck yeah. Everything we've ever talked about. Brian's waving a checkered flag over here. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's the man now? me exactly uh-huh yeah all right well there's yeah. our uh, there's our serious topic so let me ask you this do you believe that what you think will manifest itself and what are you going to do about it and are you willing to be happy for the rest of your life regardless of the circumstances there you go man those are good questions to ask yourself i would agree yeah so ask yourself ask yourself that now <laughs> let me share something kind of crazy right now okay so we're talking about nerding out about harry potter it's so funny people that aren't gamers that love the show will say, oh my gosh, all you guys talk about is gaming, which I think is really funny because we really don't, but I get it. If it's something you don't relate to, then it seems like such a huge thing. So for the next hour and a half, we're going to talk about gaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, I have to bring up something and there's a point here. We nerded about Halloween and, and fall and other things like that. Overwatch and Guild Wars are now doing their Halloween events. Are they? Which honestly, I look for. I look forward to the Christmas events. I look forward to the Chinese. I might have ones. to run the update on my Overwatch. Yeah, there's some fun stuff. How long has it been since I played? Uh, like three years. Yeah, something and like the that. The game's been out for like two, so it's crazy. <laughs> Mentioned last week with Lee Steven, Bad Kitty. So he says to me, <laughs> Brian, you need to play Alien: Isolation, which yes is of the Alien movies, the story, and it it, it takes place right after the events of the first Alien movie. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's a scary game. The reason he wants me to play this is because. The woman, Andrea, who voiced the main you know character that you play in the in the game. Anyway, we want to have her on the show because we're going to talk about type one diabetes because diabetes month comes up in November and she has it. But also we want to talk about voice acting for video games. Hello. 
So we're going to nerd out with her. We're going to talk about something important. It's going to be amazing. You, we play Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, yeah. You know the female oh, yeah. character? Yep, yep, yep. That Johnny plays? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I had to say, you know, the guy behind you right now that's talking to you? Right. Your in, invisible friend? That's Andrea. That's right. That's her voice. And I went, no way. Oh, my gosh. I know her. I finally started to play Alien Isolation. And, of course, Lee's like, you need to play it with the lights off at night. Is it an headphones. online game or what? Uh, no, it's a single player. Okay. Which I don't play very often. But he, So here's the cool part. It's on Steam. And we figured out... With Steam on the PC, you can't do it on the Mac side. You can broadcast your game, and as a friend, he can come join and watch and hear everything like he's playing nice. it himself. So he did that. We were doing this a couple nights, and he's watching me, and he's just like, <laughs> he's laughing. He's like, he knows what's coming yeah, up. Are you scared yet? Oh, my gosh. That game is freaking terrifying. It's suspenseful. I love it. You never know what's coming. What is the cost of, the, of this game? Well, I don't know because I bought it for $10 because it was a Humble Bundle what? special, and it's normally 50 for the collection. So I got it for 10 freaking measly dollars. Um, check out Humble Bundle and see if it's still there. When did you buy this? Uh, about a week ago. The Humble Bundle? It may or may not be on sale anymore, but it was a uh, women. What did they call this? A women in lead role kind of celebration, like games that had women in, in power lead roles. Okay. It was really cool. In this game, for first part of the game, you don't have a weapon. And sometimes you run out of ammo, which in most games that are terrifying, you shoot the things, right? Or you, you know, take a crowbar, like an, a zombie game. You take a sword that looks like a lightsaber. a lightsaber. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a weapon, what do you do? Punch? No. Run? You hide. <laughs> it's freaking terrifying. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Tell us about Vegas, man. You know, there's been a lot going on with your life when it comes to Vegas. Um, you know, somebody hit you in your car. In all of our lives, we deal with authority that just kind of sucks sometimes. So I know there's a lot going on, but here's the thing. Do you want to talk about everything? Do you want to talk about one thing? This is all now the real Cameron show. You know, so you take the lead, man. Take the lead. I, I can, I can kind of combine, converge everything. Vegas was great. We had a wonderful time. Spent some time with some really good friends. Uh, I got to celebrate our really close friends' anniversary, which was really nice. nice. Got to. We experienced a lot of the north portion of Vegas. Oh yeah, while we were there, Fremont mm-hmm. Street. It was a little dreary when we were leaving. Um, our Uber driver took us by the actual scene. I don't know why he decided to drive oh, right where the shooting happened. You know, another portion of why Vegas was so good was that time I was there is also when I had my Facebook account mm. shut down. But it was nice to to get away and be with, with really good people. Didn't really have any issues while we were there. Walked whew, almost 50 miles while we were there. Yeah, that's how it goes A lot there, of walking. It's crazy. You know, enjoyed some good food, some good company, um, good scenery. Life is really hectic. As if, as anybody knows, you come back from vacation, you got to play catch up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff that's thrown in. Going to need you to come in on Sunday. Yeah. Got to play a little catch up. reports. Yeah. I've got to deal with 200 plus people on a daily basis that I can't control, that drive me crazy, that make my life a living hell sometimes. We were Some talking, people would say you teach grade school. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like I that. work with adult people who have the child mindset. Yes. The ones that don't follow the rules kind of thing. The ones that you can tell the same thing to over and over and over and they don't get it. What? They won't. They just don't care. That's the key point. I'm in they the role of safety. I am a safety manager for my company. Yeah. I keep saying practicing safety gets old, but so do those who practice safety. You're not allowed to use the chainsaw on your genitals. That's people. right. It's not right. You're not supposed to Why cut not? your fingertips off with a, with a, uh, what a saw with a butter knife, a, oh, butter knife. Really? There yeah. are problems with that. 
No, not really. I just, you know. Construction, butter knives, yeah. Makes sense. Brings out the dumbest. We've talked about leadership. Before we even started recording tonight, it was uh, our our main conversation was about leadership. Yeah. And how you've got people that are in leadership roles that know nothing about leadership, and you've got people that are at the bottom of the totem pole that should be your leaders. They've got every quality of being a leader. They are the ones that are looking out for you on the left and the right, the type of people that will be there to make sure that you're okay, lift you up, help you get to the point that you need to be at to be an efficient person in what you do, you know, they'll be there to coach you when things go wrong. And I'm dealing a lot with that right now. Some of the people I have to deal with are in authority roles. Well, I'm sorry. They're in leadership roles with an authority mindset. They don't have a leadership mindset. Yeah. And we have to listen to these individuals because they have authority and power over us. If I want to keep a paycheck coming in, I have to continue to listen to these people. And it sucks sometimes. It's hard to create that fine line with everything that has to be done, that should be done, and to be able to separate personal aside from work. Mm-hmm. It's been a hellish couple of weeks trying to get back into the groove of coming back off vacation and not feel like you know I'm this little ant under a magnifying glass. I have the saying, of course, this, I didn't invent it, but I've heard it, but I use it a lot, is that people are promoted to their highest level of incompetency. It's like, oh, well, you deserve a promotion, so you're a great salesperson. Uh, we're going to promote you to manager. Well, no, no, they're a great salesperson. They suck at leading people. They shouldn't be there. Oh, but it's the next evolutionary step, right? Why can't you promote people within their talents and their giftings and their strengths? I see so many people that are put into positions that should never even be Oh, of course. Given one bit of power. It's crazy. It's abused. Yeah. It's disgusting. You know, in my entire life, being under some type of authority, whether it you know, was a boss, whether it was just a leader in general, you know, volunteer scenarios, whatever, I can think of two people that were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Interestingly enough, both were women. And then I had a few others that were great people. They did lead in some ways to be very good, but then in other ways they were very weak leaders, you know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then the rest, which was a, a large number were horrible. I mean, they, they weren't just average. I mean, they were bad. They were poisonous, unhealthy dictatorship. I mean, it was bad. And many of these people, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're in professions. They shouldn't be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, or or in, in organizations and stuff like that. And it's just like, you've got to be now granted too. I believe that there is the, a very huge difference between a leader and a manager and a leader, you know, cast the vision. They, they have the 50,000 foot view, you know, they're great at bringing the people together. They're great at, you know, creating the culture of the company or the organization or whatever. But the manager takes all of that and assimilates it into the details, to the action steps and all of that. They're not one and the same. It's a very different role. It's a very different skill set, And I don't think a lot of places see that. And so you put somebody into a a leadership position, whether it be an actual leader or a manager, and they don't have either of the skills or they only have one or the other. It's just, it's, it's bad. The age of hard work and working to get to where you want to be Mm -hmm. instead of showing up with an expectation of what you want and that it's owed to you. Yeah. It's not instilled in people like it used to be. I take clients being an entrepreneur. I've, I've done the client thing. Probably some of the best advice I ever heard is being able to say no to a client is the most freeing thing. 
And I have seen so many, especially in the tech industry. I see this all the time. I have friends that work in tech, work in programming, all that. And I hear stories about their companies taking on these clients that should, let me just put it this way. They have no business being a client for anybody ever. I totally understand. That. And it's like, why would you, you have just created 10 times the frustration and the work for your company, even though they're, who cares if they're bringing you money? It's not worth it. The return on that investment is not worth it. People are like, oh, well, they're paying me this much money. Yeah. And they're 10 times the hassle. So not worth it. It's better to get, you know, a few great clients that may not pay you as much, but man, your job's awesome. Your work's awesome. Your life's awesome. Yes. Yeah, man. That's those that can manage themselves and do it properly and respect you. Yeah. You know, the best clients respect you to do what you're good at and then you do your great job for them and everybody's happy. There's no problem. But the ones that micromanage you and telling you what to do and it's like, I, I always loved it. You know, when I would, I would do certain work and I would have clients telling me how to do my job and I said, have you ever done this before? And they'd say no. And then I'd say, how do you know what's best for this? I've been doing this for 20 years or 15 or 10 or whatever it was, you know, and they become like, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> Let the expert do his thing right. or her thing. Yeah, man. You know, I just thought of something else. Authority is good, but do you like feeling like you are imprisoned or trapped in any way? Absolutely not. And I don't think anybody does. I'm not a slave to anybody or anything. Yeah. Why is it that we have a tendency to get ourselves into those situations or be around people that do that to us? I mean, really, I'm, I'm, I'm this is not just rhetorical. I feel that way. I am definitely a circum. I'm, I'm sorry, not a circumstance. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere again. I'm uh I'm a victim of of certain circumstances that I have created, but unbeknownst to me, those circumstances were not there when I had initially put myself in that position. Hmm. Or maybe they always were and you just didn't know it. That could be as yeah, well. That's true. But you those, didn't know those the circumstances time. hadn't come to light at the time. Sure. And it, it takes a little bit of time. I think people end up in that situation because they don't know what sure. they're getting into and it doesn't manifest itself until it's actually given the opportunity to do so. And that's where you can determine the health of an organization. Exactly. Because if, if they, if you bring it up and say, okay, this is an issue now, I didn't know this before, but now it is. And those in charge say, let's fix this. Then that's good. And but if you've just got like, to be whatever. able to take it to those that are in charge. Yeah. Well, of course. You have to be able to take it to the people that are leaders. If so they're not approachable is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, then they shouldn't be leading. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be, yep. but they are. Yep. And that's not going to change. It won't change. It'll take an act of God for that to change. <laughs> but people get stuck into that because that's what they know. Yeah. Yep. They're making money at what they're doing. What are the odds of being able to, you know, in your head, what are the odds? I, I can't quit what I'm doing right now to go do something else and still be able to provide. Mm -hmm. So people continue to stay stuck in their victimized state from circumstances that have manifested themselves over a period of time without them originally knowing that they were there. So, it's like cancer. I know. And here's the thing too, is that most people, man, we're getting really deep today, man. Most people that I know in the workforce will complain about something in their work. Everybody complains about everything. I know a few people who are genuinely happy, I even, even amongst, a, I complain a lot. I know, but even amongst like negative circumstances, because there's no such thing as a perfect job, right? So, there, but there's healthy places to work. And even amongst negative situations, people still love their jobs. I like, disagree I, with you. I think being a video game tester is the perfect job. Yeah. Until <laughs> they can you because somebody's better than you. 
Yeah. You know, I talk to Sarah all the time and she, you know, she works in a very high paced environment and there are negative circumstances a lot because of the nature of the environment. She loves her job, loves it as absolutely content in it because it outweighs the negatives because of the certain it's still a healthy place to work for the most part, but there are truly very unhealthy places to work regardless. And so what I find though, and this is what I was going to say is that I've heard this so many times people will complain and I usually ask the question, well, so what's the solution for you? Like, how can we get you forward and moving? And I would say probably eight out of 10 times people will say, I don't know. I, I just can't, I just need to, you know, keep going. I don't want to lose my, you know, cause the fear of losing your job is I get that, but it goes beyond just the fear of losing the job. It comes to the, the true aspect of apathy and passivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Damn. so if you're the only one that's standing up and saying something's got to change, but eight of your other 10 coworkers are like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You're on your own, man. And you're going to lose. Yes. And that sucks. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Did you ever see the motivational speech that Will Smith did about, skydiving very good motivational speech to check out if if we can find that and post that in the show notes okay um i think that would be great for people to be able to click on and take a look at talks about fear and it's put into perspective very well i think the worst thing in the world is fear really because if if you have fear everything everything is bad everything now granted there are uh, what I call healthy fears. You don't walk up to a moose, even though I joke about it and <laughs> slap it on the butt. Like as funny as I think that would be, you're going to die. You know what I mean? You don't challenge a lion that's protecting its cub. Like that's, that's a good fear, right? There are some things that would be life threatening or would cause extremely negative circumstances in your life. So there are some healthy fears, but there are, uh, as our friend puts it, disordered fears and okay. disordered fear is very unhealthy. And that's not normal. That's not something anybody should ever experience. And yet that's what causes so many, you know, problems. I don't know if this is true, but to me, the opposite of confidence is fear. He says at the end of this, on the other side of your maximum fear are all of the best things in life. Hmm. He took skydiving as the example for that. Watch the video. I will, I will post it up there. I will tag it for everybody to see. Okay. But watch the video. It really brings in a lot of perspective to fear but see that okay that goes back to your question about risk what's healthy risk what's unhealthy risk and i think the same is for fear i think there are fears that are there for a reason i think they protect you from serious danger or serious problems just like an unhealthy risk jumping out of a plane without a parachute is not a good risk yes i agree there that's just a stupid risk sure but that's i'm saying that there are a lot okay and that's a big obvious one but i think there are some very stupid like honestly there's healthy risks you should take and there's disordered fears you should get over. Unhealthy risks, bad. Healthy fears, they're there for a reason. They're protecting you. But sure. disordered fear, there's something wrong. And you got to get over that. And it, it may take years. It may take counseling. It may take help. It may take whatever, right? That's not something you just say, oh, I'm just going to get over that tomorrow. Why not? So, Show up with a positive attitude. Well, Happy face on your shirt. Good, but it may take time. <laughs> and I think people beat up themselves. Well, you know, here's what I love. Well, I, I talked with somebody, you know, a couple times about something and I'm fine now. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Or, well, I went and I, uh, you know, I went on a diet for a week and I'm, I'm fine. No, no. I was just about to say it's very comparative to working out. Yeah. Things don't happen quickly. They just don't. I mean, you know, some, it's, sometimes it's they like do. with weight loss. It, it a took chia time pet. to put it on. A chia pet Jeez. happens quickly. 
Weight loss. It took time to put it on. It's going to take time to get it off. Well, and ironically, it's a if lot faster to put it on. you want change, you're going to have to work for it. Yeah. You have to work for change. Well, it's not just going to happen. Did you say? Did you see Supersize Me ever? Oh my gosh, yes. It took him less than a month to put all that weight on and uh-huh. to almost kill himself. And mm-hmm. it took him almost two years, two plus years to get back to where he was. Yeah. Damage in one month, two years to repair that damage. Well, it's just like... You could come in here and destroy and turn this studio upside down in 15 to 30 seconds. But how long would it take you to put it back together? A lot longer. It's like Humpty Dumpty, man. Yeah. And <laughs> he was never put together the same again. That was a bad analogy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Humpty. That is something I think we we forget. And we, in this day and age, I mean, this this is something I've fallen prey to, especially in the business world, is because people started to market earn fast money or, you know, learn things quickly. It was always fast, fast, fast. How long did it take you to find that video? A minute? You can find almost anything almost instantly. I don't have to wait for the DJ to play my mm-hmm. song anymore. I go to Spotify. Boom. I got the song right now, baby. Right there. Takes me 10 seconds to find a song, right? So we have Takes that. Takes me five seconds to find Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> we have that habit of Fast, quick results, right, totally redundant. I love it. I like, I like being redundant. You know, I just want to drill the point in, but man, it doesn't work that way with everything. So we got to get into that habit of takes time becoming just, a leader. Yeah, it doesn't make time. sense. It's like jumbo shrimp. Yeah, man. Yeah. Driving on a parkway and parking on a driveway. I get it. I get it, man. We're back onto that one, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know oh, who else yeah. is back onto that one? Your Our mom. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be my mom. Oh yeah. My remember mom. That? Remember that joke? No. Oh my God. Have you, wait, you've never seen the regular show? Go watch the regular show. Okay. You'll thank me. Okay. You'll thank me. I'll do it. I think it's time. Get out into the world and go forth. Yes. Go forth and make this day excellent. Create something great so that it manifests itself. Think it. Manifest it. Be a freaking good leader. Grow accordingly. And if you're a bad leader, go figure it out or step down, man. Oh, is that a tough Ooh, one or what? Wow. Challenge. Suck on that. That's a fool. challenge. Yeah. Well, I believe it heartily. I know we get deep on this show, but I hope it, it helps. I hope it offends somebody, actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> then I guess do. it, I hope it doesn't help. Well, Whatever. Well, no, I want it to help, but I'm saying if somebody's like, I got it. You hope it offends the right person. I don't want to change. I'm That's good. what you want. I'm a, I'm a prideful son of a, you know what? I got it, man. You the, hope it offends the it right offends person. Per- yes. Yeah. But in a way that creates change for the better. Not- so there you go. New tagline for the show. Hopefully offending <laughs> the offender. Offending the world one person at a time. Offending the offender. Offending the offend. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Offending the, off- we're offensive. That's okay. But that's a dull meeting. That's the real purpose. We got to be offensive. That's right. On offense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week, man. Next week, we're excited. It's total nerd out next week. We probably won't even get serious. I think it's going to be all laughter, fun. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a Harry Potter-themed episode. Butterbeer, baby. Now, granted, if you've never seen or read Harry Potter, who cares? Come anyway, because we are going to be having, we're going to be nerding out like crazy. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be a full house. We're going to be trying out all of these different wonderful foods Ugh. and, uh, you know, Ugh. vomit flavor. stomach is churning Jelly already. bellies, birdie bots. It's going to be amazing. But, dude, it's going to be so... Well, don't worry. You'll have butter beer to wash it down, pumpkin spice mochas and... And a uh, trash can. Well, you better not throw up in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to hurl. If you're going to spew, spew into this. All right, dude. I'm out of here. You're out. Thanks for joining me, man. Of course. Thank I appreciate you. it. All right. Realbrianshow.com. Go check it out. 
let's post something positive on our social media. And it is The Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.